Abandon all prejudices, all ye who enter here. Park your paradigms, perk up your ears, and open your mind, as we now shine the laser light of reason on the topic of UFOs, UAPs, CIA, and KFC. Hello, I'm David Bolton, and welcome to my podcast channel, dedicated to helping people think more clearly, make sounder judgments, avoid superficiality, and above all, to unceasingly question instead of naively accepting what others want us to believe. For this is the path of Socrates. My friend Victor, are you there? Well, actually, yes, I am, sir. I uh, just arrived in my spacecraft uh, oh, from Alpha Centauri. Yes, I thought I heard something in the background. Uh, yeah, it was kind I, of a rough landing. This guy, I mean, he wasn't uh, too good at his job, but I'm here. Yeah, how you doing? How are uh, you? I'm, I'm doing just fine, but I have a question for you. Now, Cer you certainly. You have you came up with this title for the episode, and spontaneously, I thought it was brilliant. But really, well, UFOs, I came up with yes, I U came up with the last acronym. I did yes. Yeah, UAP. See, I what does KFC have to do with those things? Well, I, you know, I'll tell you the story. Uh, recently, I was doing a film, and I was just kind of like an extra, and I was hanging out with another extra who was a Japanese extra. But prior to that. There was a German fellow there and some other people from various countries, and we were talking about various conspiracy theories and so on, and uh, we talked about the CIA. Yeah. And then, all right, so the conversation kind of lulled for a while, and then I was looking at the extra who seemed kind of, I mean, his, his English was so-so, uh, not yeah. too bad. And then uh, I just said, well, what do you do normally? I mean, I know you're an extra, but what, what's your usual job? And he looked at me and he, quite seriously, and he said, KFC. <laughs> and we all we all paused for a while and then everybody began to crack up when we put it all together. Yeah. Well, obviously, the people out there know what KFC is, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah. thus I... I and you I, didn't know I, what it was at first or what? No, yeah. I was I was like, oh, wait a minute. What organization is that? I mean, oh, you thought it was a secret CIA. organization? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought it was like the Korean Federation of something. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it, it is. Sort of, it might well, everybody, something else. Every, all know. of us are trying to figure it out. You know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> they realize KFC. Yeah, but he KFC, said it so man. seriously. It's kind of like yeah, 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 KFC. Yeah, yeah. Well, well as far as I know, of, uh, so I don't think that. Colonel Sanders was really an alien because that's I, – I must say his chicken is just so good. I like it so much. It's kind of not of this world. Could it be that maybe he was sent to us from the good aliens or – Depending on uh, what's probably, in it, maybe it's yeah, the evil yeah. ones. Maybe it's slowly killing us. I don't know. Today, anything's possible. Uh, <laughs> I think it came from the twilight zone. We don't want to go there, do we? You know? Yeah, that Colonel Sanders. And, you know, we both know Colonel Sanders anyway. You know that guy named Chris? He's from Belgium. Uh, a yes, fellow, yes, yes. A fellow actor. And when I first met him like 10 years ago, I said, Chris, you know, if KFC ever does advertise a commercial, they have to pick you to be Colonel Sanders. He looks like Colonel Sanders. He does. He, he has wireframe glasses. You put on black frame. He looks just like Colonel Sanders. And sure enough, a couple of years later, I don't know whether you realize this, they had an audition for, for a KFC commercial. They selected him immediately. And not oh, only he, he, a few thousand dollars for one day, but after that, for months, whenever he went into a KFC, they gave him the food for free. Oh, it's Colonel oh, he Sanders. He, I thought, oh, my God, what a <laughs> he, dream job. <laughs> he, he did very well for himself there, looking like Colonel Sanders. Yes, and right? then I think they, they renewed the contract for the commercial. He got more money out of it, but he did very well as Colonel Sanders. It makes you want to look like some, I don't somebody. Know, somebody. Why don't yeah. I look like Ronald McDonald? You know, Can you imagine the fortune I would make if I naturally looked like Ronald McDonald? Yeah you, yeah, you can make a lot of money, uh, even without the makeup, if you look like Ronald McDonald. You know? uh, well, yeah. yeah, I mean, if I look like Ronald McDonald, what I would do is uh, I would, first of all, make some money with McDonald's, and then I'd raise the price, right? And if they don't want to pay the millions <laughs> that I ask for, I'm going to say, do you really want me to go across the street and be eating in KFC every day? Do you really want me to be doing that? <laughs> no? Well, then pay uh, up. Yeah, <laughs> there, there you go. You One go. of the plans, I have to become rich someday, but only if I change my looks and look like Ron McDonald. And I don't like this look. So anyway, let's get more serious here. Because All right, let's, let's be serious. We're, we're going to take it. the yeah. KFC out this of this. This is a very situation. serious topic, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. People wouldn't know. But that's the way we, we talk about serious things. But, you know, sense of humor, why not? Okay. Right. UFOs. Right, can, I, can I ask you a question? I go mean, ahead. The first, part of, yeah. Yeah, the first part is UFOs, right? 
And the yeah. second uh, acronym is uh, UAPs. So I'm going yeah. to ask you a question. Uh, what is the difference uh, between a UFO and, an, and a UAP? That's what I was about to ask you. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, I'll tell you. <laughs> okay, great. Good. You anyway, because I, obviously, I, yeah, go ahead. Traditionally, yeah. the UFO is the unidentified flying object, yeah. correct? Yes. And the UAP is the unidentified aerial phenomenon, which is a new catchphrase. It's, it's out broader. There. It doesn't it's mean necessarily it's a flying object. It could just be well, swamp this is gas, what the, right? It could be swamp this is what gas. The, the, the American government came out, our government came out yeah. with uh, that label, UAP, yes. right? Uh, unidentified aerial phenomena. Okay. Uh, but wait, uh, don't so, you feel offended by that? I felt uh, betrayed. It was kind of like, you know, you and I having gone to Catholic school and we yeah. couldn't eat meat on Fridays, right? Yeah. And then suddenly the Pope says you could eat meat on Fridays. Now, what happened? Oh, I was furious. We, yeah. But yeah, I, we were. No, I, I don't, <laughs> I mean, weren't you personally offended by the UAP thing? Uh, in a sense, I was. I thought, wait a minute, you know, uh, it's all part of... Uh, well, you know why I asked that? I, I don't yeah, feel really yeah. offended, but you should. Because if you pronounce well, that, how do you pronounce UAP as a word? Be WAP, right? And, you know, you being an Italian-American, I just thought... Well, maybe... that's... Yeah, but I always... Would, <laughs> I would spell that with a W, not a U. You know, well, so. no, but if a foreigner says UAP, it's going to be WAP, right? So... Ooh, uh, ooh, uh. Yeah, but that was like in, in, in the songs in the 50s, and do yeah. up, do up, and all that, right? Yeah. So if an Italian part of, says it's, it's an sees Italian. UAP, it's going to say WAP. And a Spanish you person sees it's going to say WAP. You could ask... You could ask really? Michelangelo about that in New York, but... Uh, I think I will. Does he feel offended he, he by UAP? I think that's some kind of covert anti-Italian thing. I don't know. Yeah, it's do-up just... and, and uh, UAPs, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're on a roll. You know, we should have a, a comedy duo, actually, because... Well, this we, is this is part of... of it, this is a comedy, isn't it? <laughs> it, well, it? It turned into that. It's supposed to be about UFOs, UAPs. Well, it is well, a serious comedy, actually. Yeah, so let's get frankly. into the, the more serious part here. I guess we're just yes, kind of frisky today. It's a Sunday, and I think the sun shining so what the hell uh okay 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 i have to ask you this now go ahead have go you ahead. always believed in the existence of ufos as you know aliens flying around um initially that's what i believe yeah i still believe that uh, to some extent yeah, yeah. So, i mean so I mean, do i we're there the are other page, there so. are other options too right uh, in yes. thinking about ufos and where they come from yeah. uh, where they originated and why they were here so, yes yes well Indeed. do you distinguish now between ufos and uaps um, yeah, well, that's part of what I'd like to talk about today is, uh, okay. you know, what happened, you know, why did they change it? What, what's going on? And, um, well, for you, it was always UFOs, right? I always said UFOs. The first time I heard that, I think it was Hillary Clinton saying UAPs. And I thought it's something she came up with, but it wasn't, you know, it was, uh, well, you don't want to believe anything she said. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> That's another story. Uh, yeah, with the UFOs, I mean, maybe I, I don't know, as a kid, I don't think I believed in them really. But soon the evidence was just so overwhelming. Right. I thought, yeah, they do exist. And I'm always evidence-based and reason-based. And these people would say, oh, no, that can't be because they couldn't travel from their star system quickly. I said, yeah, but there are other possibilities. And how do we know what insights in science people might have in a million years and these aliens could be a million years ahead of us or a billion years ahead of us we don't know that right so but if that that's the case they, they wouldn't to want to drop by here they wouldn't want to stop by uh, and see you see us so, yeah. but, but why uh, not they might want to go to kfc you know just to try they, it out. that could be that could be you know, exactly. yeah, uh well i just can't let up i'm in a frisky mood today people sorry about that uh, but now with no the ufos no uaps no i'm not going to make any distinction uh even though theoretically it could be mass hallucinations at times. And so it's not uh, a flying they, object mm, and it's not really an mm. aerial phenomenon either though. Right. That's something else. It's, it's well, now you're getting into religion and, and, and the lady of Lords, right. You know, the, the, uh, Mary, that's an interesting uh, case appearing, which they also at that time, by the way, uh, yeah. I forget the French writer, the author, yeah. but he talked about that, that it might've been a mass hallucination and so on. Yeah, saw well, what Fatima, to be especially UFOs. there. Fatima is the big one. That, that, that's uh, the one. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, Jacques Fatima, Vallée, sorry. that UFO researcher, wrote a book. That's the one. That's the guy, right? Yeah, and he wrote yeah. that uh, uh, there's so many signs that that was really some kind of alien appearance. Right, right, right. Like exactly. a big round circle of grass where nothing grew after that, you know, stuff like that. And it could right. be, we have to consider if these aliens can use telepathy, they could maybe project images into people's minds, maybe even in the masses. So there are a thousand people there and they're projecting an image 
of the Virgin Mary. That's true. Because they would get that from our minds or from the minds of those religious people in Portugal at the time. And they think, well, that's the way we can influence these people to give them a good message. Then, 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 you know, mankind has to reform itself. They thought, well, let's try to reform these primitive humans using right. their own religion by projecting <laughs> the Virgin and Mary. Manipulating, manipulating everyone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For, for the good. Yeah. Okay. Be for the good. But, uh, uh, now we're getting way off in a sense, but it's, I'm going too much into de detail, I should say. But how does right. the CIA play a role possibly here in this whole thing? How does the CIA play a role? How would you think? Yeah. Well, obviously, uh, look, um, it, it's kind of like uh, UFOlogy folklore right now, what's been happening with the Internet. You look at the Internet, you can find so many uh, videos of UFOs, you can and movies as well, the mass media, etc. Um, more than likely, uh, the information we're getting from uh, the the cell phones and uh, your computer screens and so on um, behind the screen uh, could be some manipulation used uh, by the CIA or other yeah. uh, intelligence agencies. To what was it you were saying about what happened with? Um, in uh, Fatima, yeah, you know? yeah, oh, yeah. Right. that kind of thing. <laughs> controlling the uh, the minds of the people looking at the screens, basically. Do you yeah. think then that the fact that they change from UFO to UAP is part of that manipulation? Yeah, I think so. Like yeah, that. definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, there, what 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 I want to talk about that because there's a guy. Uh, his name is John De Sousa. Uh, last name D E. Uh, then it's a. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, so maybe you're familiar with him, and he was the. Uh, FBI guy, he's he's retired from the FBI now, but he um, uh, was in charge of the X-Files, the, the real X-Files. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And part of his job was to investigate the UFO uh, phenomenon, aliens, and so on. And he has a, uh, I, I followed him on uh, his podcast and so on. He did a great uh, podcast, uh, I think it was called The X-Zone with uh, Rob McConnell. Uh, for people out there who want to uh, check on John D'Souza, he's got a number of books out as well, uh, D'Souza, but he talks about that. And basically what he's saying is that the UAPs are uh, dr drones, you know, drone-like, uh, me uh, metallic, silvery, yeah. shiny. Um, uh, there were a number of incidents off the uh, East Coast and West Coast, actually, uh, with our uh, naval pilots uh, locking on to what appeared to be not UFOs, but they're calling them UAPs, yeah. and they're doing incredible maneuvers uh, that you know we just don't have the technology to to do that. We assume. Yeah. But what the Sousa is saying is that those metallic, shiny objects uh, uh, are actually um, reverse-engineered um, technology of actual UFOs that we have. Well, you know why that's interesting? I remember my brother yes. lent me a book back in like the year 2002 or something like that. And it was the right. autobiography of uh, Gordon Cooper, the astronaut, Mercury yeah, astronaut. Yeah, I've, I've followed him for many years, actually. Yeah, yeah, and he has, it's just about, you know, his childhood and how he became a pilot, you know, all this stuff. But there's one small chapter on UFOs. And I'll right. never forget, he says, there's a rumor that I saw UFOs in space. He said, that's not true. However... As a pilot for the military in the 50s, he saw many because he had to often scramble and, and fly up and chase them. And he said these discs were round. They would fly, you know, like no human craft could at that time. And he knew that for a fact. Hey, right. uh, and that's what that's right. Exactly. However, however, he said yeah, yes, he yes. knew for a fact also decades later that the military had reverse engineered some of those things and that he said probably and this was writing i think 1997 he said probably half of the ufos people see these days are really government projects exactly there you go that that's and that what, was 26 uh, years Sousa, ago that he wrote yeah. that yeah so right 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 this really uh, makes I mean, you think because uh if, go ahead uh, i just want to say that if you go to the area 51 story uh, which is all a part of the uh ufology folklore yeah. as well with uh, bob lazar Bob Laser. Oh, yeah. I call him yeah. Bob Laser. You know, yeah, it's kind of interesting. His name is Lazar, but it's pretty close to Laser. Bob yeah, Laser. Yeah. But, but anyway, he uh, he often talks about that, and he mentioned that he was actually working on projects for uh, for that reason to to reverse engineering on uh, yeah. captured or downed UFOs. So, yeah. 
Uh, Did you ever listen that. to so, Carrie Cassidy? Uh, pro- uh, maybe. She's know. kind of she might be seventy. I don't about our age, I guess. And she's right. uh, and she's yeah, she's a journalist. In some ways, I don't like her, but in other ways, I do because she'll really ask the tough questions and won't let up as she's interviewing. I see. She won't let. She's like a truther. Oh, you have to say. But but uh, now she we, for for at least twenty years she specialized yes. in interviews with people who are whistleblowers for the gov- of the government who worked at well, Area yeah. Fifty One and she knows so much about the alien phenomenon, even about I other see. alien races. She has interviewed so many different people and she's also partially psychic, not really psychic but partially, like in dreams. Okay. And, some things now i don't agree with everything or take mm-hmm, on things mm-hmm. but what i like about her is that she's really just brutally honest and to listen to alien related stuff it's it's quite interesting well yeah it is, uh, what you're talking about also is related to what i what we're talking about uh entirely because uh, i just saw uh, an interview with a guy who's a whistleblower uh, he had worked for the dia not the kfc the dia uh, and uh, in 1952, the uh, government already was uh, uh, having identified two types of aliens, uh, both looking like the typical grays with the big eyes and so yeah. on. Uh, and one was called the ETs, of course, uh, and the others called the EVs, and the other one was called uh, the Habloids or Habloins or something of that nature. Habloids, yeah. I'm sorry. Habloids, right. Where they come up with these so, names for these aliens? <laughs> right. I, yeah, I know. I wonder, wonder what, what the aliens call themselves. Yeah, if they, uh, it's only telepathic. Do they have to call themselves anything? So many questions <laughs> for the aliens. I, I hope they show up in our lifetimes and and we can have interviews with them. We have one. Right. <laughs> but how does that work yeah. in a podcast episode? Because we can communicate telepathically with it, but the the machine's not going to record that, so the listeners wouldn't hear anything. I just exactly. wonder how that would work, unless right. there's a translating machine, what they think is translate into voice. <laughs> well, so, I mean, no, look, if they're you know so far ahead of us and so on, they can probably speak any language that exists on this planet, right? Well, could they? If they communicate would, telepathically, would why would they need any language? Because exactly. what's that yeah, like? Well, well, that's true, too. I, right. I, do they come? It is a, would they transmit words? Telepathically, I don't think so. It'd probably be images or something. I don't know how that would work. Mm-hmm. But the fact that some humans, no doubt, know the ones that studied that. Did you read about that one back what was, uh, after Roswell or something? I don't know whether there's one of the creatures in there, but supposedly they took one alive and they had it there for about four or five years in Area 51. I heard that story, yeah. yeah and they yes, were trying this. to interview it and you know communicate with it. And one of the researchers just really liked this creature, but then it died. It was away from home too long and it just died. And But they well, learned so it. many things from it. Now, I don't know whether that's true or not, but it would make sense right. if they captured one. Of course, yeah. they would do that. That's true. That's very true. But, um, you know, that's where uh, Steven Spielberg comes in, right? Yeah, yeah. And that, that's where, you know, they... To, to get the people used to the fact that that probably might have happened or, or aliens do exist, they have those movies out there, right? Uh, yeah, in part that, I think. In part, it's just this sells and we're going to make money with it. Yeah. You know, because I was talking to yeah. some guy yesterday and and he thought, and I can understand why, that a lot of things, you know, how people are manipulated. It's because forces are manipulating us and that's the entire explanation but I said, no, that's part of the explanation. The other part is that people have their weaknesses, their weird ways of thinking, their vices, whatever, and the evil ones just take advantage of that to manipulate. You know, if, if, you, <laughs> okay. if, you, if you know the difference here, for example, some yeah. people say, oh, yes, they're so many poor people around even place like America because they're being totally oppressed by the powers that be. I say, no, in part, it's that. In part, it's that some people are just lazy and don't have a plan for the future. And that's just their nature because there have been always been people like that. I see it as a mixture of two different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other words, the people have poisoned themselves with vaccines to such an extent. And I hear every, every time I talk, people I hear more and more stories about that. One guy, the father of, of well, a, f- a friend of a friend, he got the vaccines and now his leg has to be amputated. Because it was, like turned totally black, and the doctor is going to do. They said almost certainly this is vaccine related. And well, heard, you, know, you know, look at it this way: it's like collateral damage, right? Yeah, but you it's know, collateral so many, damage not, on a scale that, like never before seen in all of history. 
Well, see, this you know is I mean? well, I'm not really too sure about that. I mean, look at polio. No, I know, I'll, I'll prove it to you. With uh, no, yeah. no, with the polio vaccine. Yeah, well, there. Uh, that's another story. But the whole the polio, even, right? Won't that won't that get thing. into Did polio you, now. Yeah, I'm sorry. Polio and you, DDT. You, what's that? Polio and DDT. I, well, I used to inhale that shit, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, with DDT. No, back in the 40s, 50s, they were pushing DDT. They had commercials on TV. I saw something like on YouTube. Use DDT to clean your curtains and your rugs. It was then that so many people well, started breaking out with polio. And with the with the polio vaccine. Kidding. No, I'm not kidding. I, oh, I, I can send you a, a book if you'd like. This, with, this one is interesting. Vaccines. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. And what I happened I want to interview this, you now. But the, the I always thought Jonas Salk, yeah. Jonas Salk, the hero, one of the heroes of humanity with the polio vaccine. What I didn't know was, but now I've seen graphs yes. and everything. Polio was increasing, increasing through the 40s and 50s, right? Then mm -hmm. they started to ban, limit the use of DDT. Polio started to go down. But then the vaccine for polio was created, and then it kept going down. But then they started saying, oh, it's because of the polio vaccine. So then Big Pharma could make billions on polio vaccines. But actually, what was making the polio go down, uh, uh, well, disappear, was that they weren't using DDT anymore. That line was already going down before the vaccine was even created. Mm hmm but then well, Big Pharma were... saw a chance to make millions. I got a polio vaccine as a kid and tuberculosis and smallpox. Right, right. We all did. We all got that stuff. Do you now, know now the that deep... little kids, by the time they're 15, mm -hmm. have like 30 different vaccines put into them? Yes, they do. That's a crime, a, a total crime. It's a total crime. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. autism, you know, I you never used to really well, that's, think of that. I, I teach uh, autistic kids, so that's – go ahead. Yeah, in Vietnam, for example – Autism was almost unknown until they start introducing a whole lot of vaccines relatively recently. Mm. Well, that's really interesting too. And why do we right. have this uh, narrative? Oh, but but you know, uh, alt well, that's autism. Nothing to do with vaccines. Because if that comes out, the industry, besides having to pay billions in compensation, uh, they're going to lose billions in income. That's what it's about. We won't get into that now, though. I mean, maybe there are aliens behind all of this. <laughs> so maybe there's a connection. I don't know. Yeah, it could, could be. But we but, shouldn't get uh, into that too deeply. But believe me, there's, I'll send you a, a book that I have. I have to remember the title, though. Now, when, when you were a kid, I, I don't know about in Baltimore, but, you know, I, we had moved from New York City to Long Island. And Long Island, <laughs> uh, when I was a kid growing up uh, there, uh, we had a lot of woods and uh, a lot of bugs. All right. Yeah. Now, the DDT thing there, the the Air Force, uh, mm. they used to fly jets over the town we were living in, yeah. and the town's name was Lindenhurst, and they were dropping DDT bombs. <laughs> on. Oh, damn. Okay. You, you can, you can. Oh, I loved wow. it. I used to watch these star fighters coming in, <laughs> flying in low, uh, and dropping uh, DDT. Yeah, oh, we used to get God. gas, man. It was we used to go out and play in it. Oh my God. Imagine we were getting bombed by the Germans or by the Japanese. You must have a strong, Russians. Yeah, you must have a strong yeah. constitution. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I grew up with the on the. I, you know, I inhaled it. It was great. Yeah. You know? And then, they, then after that, they had the trucks coming around on the weekends. Yeah. Blowing DDT gas out the back of the trucks, <laughs> and we used to jump. We used to jump on the back of the trucks. Now, oh my I, God. Well, it's no pretty obvious with... that not everybody is going to die from it. Well, I it's traveled around the world. I've been in 42 yeah. countries. I've been yeah. in 42 countries. I've been in the jungles all over the world. Yeah. And I never got malaria. I never got sick, uh, any jungle disease. Oh, well, yeah, it might have a really strong Because I was DDT'd out, man, you know. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, you know, anyway. Yeah. So okay. It worked for me. I didn't get yeah. polio either, so. Yeah, but, yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, now. Yeah, okay, I'm a little back feisty to this... today, too. Yeah, I'm a little the, frisky too today. So you maybe I'm thinking they might want to change the narrative because when yeah. people hear UFOs, uh, you can say UFO to anybody, and something immediately comes to their mind. Either they believe in them or they don't, and they reject it. But with UAPs, they're not going to have that automatic reaction. I think maybe if only for that reason they want to change the narrative. For example, maybe they want to start introducing that that well, yeah, they do really exist. But they don't want to have to say UFOs exist because then those who firmly believe they don't are going to want to contradict that. But they say UAPs. In other words, they give it another name and people start thinking differently about it because that's a psychological fact. Yes, true enough. So I think it's uh, like Ch a neuro-linguistic yeah, program. Change the acronym, you know.
yes, you change the vocabulary. Well, that's, for example, the Black Lives Matter. They were using that because they were trained Marxists and, and trained Marxists know this. People trained in propaganda know this. You determine the vocabulary. You right. limit the vocabulary or you create new vocabulary and you repeat it thousands of times. And that way you can hypnotize the people, basically. Black mm -hmm. Lives Matter. You have to say Black Lives Matter. What did you say? Human lives matter? No, no, it has to be black lives matter. You're determining what they may say. And then people are, are you know, scared. And, oh, yes, black lives matter. And with that, you've hooked into their mind. That's the way that's right. done. That's what gets me mad about because I see through this immediately and most people have no idea what's being done to them with this uh, uh, dictating the vocabulary. It's very important. Other it things is, too, like is. with feminism and with so many things, things you may say, things you may not say. And I, I totally oppose all of that. I say whatever I want to, and I don't care what they say, and I'll take them down whenever I get the chance because I see exactly what they're doing. And mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. it's insidious. It really it's it's communism, communist propaganda 101 or Nazi propaganda 101. That's where they learn how to do these things. They have psychologists working on it. They they are trained. You know, you change vocabulary and it change the way people think. And with the UIP, this could be something very similar. And well, let's be... look at, yeah, I just want to interrupt because uh, Please. looking at the uh, vocabulary, for example, in 1945, at the end of the war, uh, you know, our guys flying over Germany, uh, bombing Germany and on their return and so on, they were being followed by what they called the Foo Fighters. Oh, yeah. That's a band as well, but the F-O-O -O, uh, Fighters, okay? Yeah. And these are balls of... Uh, shiny objects and uh, uh, so on. Now that apparently is, you know, a flying saucer. They're being followed or uh, followed and chased or whatever by Foo Fighters, which are basically the UFOs, right? Then yeah. uh, when Kenneth Arnold uh, in 1947 um, was flying his private plane, he, uh, he saw some shiny objects in the sky and he said they looked like you know, basically, he didn't really say flying saucer, but like saucer-shaped uh, objects that yeah. were shiny. And then the uh, Foo Fighters changed into flying saucers. Yeah. And then after flying saucers, they became UFOs. And then after UFOs, now we have the UAPs. So. Well, it's, yeah, with it, the Foo Fighters, same, it's the, the balls of thing, light. You know? How big were the balls of light? Oh, I don't know how big they were. <laughs> not, not too big. The reason I say it, because the first time I heard about balls of light, now, okay, crop circles. Yes. So often, and it's been recorded even, a ball of light appears, and I've after a few seconds, there's a crop that. circle. As a matter of fact, I know some uh, member of a group in Germany, and people in this group would go out in the fields and just wait for a crop circle. Of course, it was like a social event in a way, because usually nothing happened at all. But there was one time they were there. Yes. A ball of light appears. It was maybe the size of a soccer ball, I think, maybe a little bigger. A, a small, a small ball. Yeah, small yeah, it was a yeah. small ball. It makes yeah. really fast movements over a field and it shoots up into the sky. They go look in the field and they saw a crop circle had been made in a matter okay. of seconds. And there are other right. stories like that. But now the first time I heard about balls, like wasn't with crop circles. It was when I was 17 years old in college reading the memoirs of Casanova. Giacomo Casanova, <laughs> the great. What you were know, you Casa doing reading the memoirs lover. of Casanova? Hey, hey. I had been in Catholic school all through grade school, high school, living with my parents, right. couldn't have girlfriends in my room. Now I was free in college and I wanted to get as many girls as I could. And I thought, I see. Huh, you know, I was never a type of young person. Oh, what do old people know or dead people? They, you know, I'm a young, I know everything. I was never a fool like that. I thought, well, the great Casanova, I found his memoirs in the Westchester State Library <laughs> University, right? It was 12 yeah. volumes. From 1928, I picked up a volume. Some of the pages, you know, in the part where you opened were were together. You know, like in some old books, they didn't cut all the pages open yet. Yeah. They had been yeah, yeah. in that library, I guess, 1930 or something like that until 19, when was I, 1973, and nobody had read them. I was the first person to read those memoirs of Casanova in that university, those books had been there for decades. <clears throat> I devoured me. those 12 volumes like in a couple of months. All right, now because you, I you thought, if uh, I want to be, the, you know, getting after girls, why shouldn't right. I take the advice of one of the greatest girl chaser in all of history? Well, no, we're talking about balls of, of light here. Oh, well, know. okay, I'm getting to that. No, I'm not going now, off please, on a, a I'm, 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 Casanova's, okay, but... An interesting personality. Is, and every young man 
should read the memoirs of Casanova and no young right. woman should read them. Mm-hmm. Why, why do I say that? Because if young women read them, they're going to learn all the tricks that smart young men lose and then they won't be as seducible. <laughs> so you see, but every okay. young, you young men out there, or maybe even not so young men, read the memoirs of Casanova and you'll learn things, psychological things. I don't mean like dirty tricks directly, but just about, oh, anyway, look into it. But the ball well, of light here. I'm curious about the ball of light. Go okay, ahead. one time Casanova, and they're, they're great works historically because they describe 18th century life. It's, he was born 1725. Anyway, one mm-hmm. time he was traveling or moving from one village to another, and it was night. And he was walking. It was a few miles. I don't know whether he didn't, there was no coach or he didn't have a horse. I don't know. He was walking. So why not walk five miles, whatever? He's walking through a forest, but then he noticed something strange. Over to his, to his right, a number of meters, I think maybe 20 meters or whatever, he saw a ball of light floating. Hmm. And, you know, this was 18th century. There were no, you know, illuminated paths and parks. It wasn't a park. It was a forest anyway. And he Mm -hmm. thought, what the devil is that? And he kept walking, but then parallel to him, it kept moving. And he thought, what is that? It's kind of like following me. And he walked and walked to Savalon, but then it just disappeared. And he said, I don't know what that, he didn't say UFO. There was no such concept then that he knew about, at least. I mean, there, there was, but he didn't know about it. He said, he's mentioning it because he doesn't know what it was. He said, it wasn't like an, he said it could have been an angel, but he said, I, you know, he said it was a ball of light that seemed to be following him. And from his description, it sounds to me, I thought that many years later, the crop circle type of ball of light there. Not that it was creating a crop circle, but there was some sort of intelligence there that was following him for ways and that's when i first read about that i thought well what at 17 i didn't believe in such things but later when i heard about these balls of light and another story about a ball of light and i forget who it was that told me that but uh you oh yeah i remember now yeah it was a fellow actor as a matter of fact uh and it was uh, what was his name he moved to then hawaii American guy, really nice guy. I forget his first name now. Though he always a Facebook friend of mine. So many Facebook friends. Anyway, he saw one of those balls of light. He was walking down the street, and in Japan, because he lived, of course, in Japan then. And something, yeah, he looked up to a building and he saw a ball of light there, and that was also following him down the street. But he said the strange thing then was this: his little son saw too. He just was looking up, wide-eyed, right? And then this guy stopped some guys. He knew some Japanese. He stopped some Japanese to see and say, excuse me, do you see that there too? They would look and then they wouldn't say things, just walk away. Totally silent, just walk away. He said it was so weird. Nobody mm. seemed to want to perceive it. And yet he saw it and it was like following in parallel, but it was up at the top of a building. But they, And then it disappeared, just like Casanova experience. And he said he, he told a friend about this. And the friend had tears in his eyes and he said what's the matter he said you know until now i thought i was crazy but this friend said i don't know what like a few months before whatever he was asleep he went up got up to go to the bathroom he goes in the bathroom and hovering over a toilet was a ball of light the same description about the same size and he thought, Mm -hmm. what the devil it was just floating there and he went back at his wife by the time he came back it disappeared and he thought that he was crazy well he, he probably thought he was looking at tinkerbell you know, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, the I Peter don't know. Pan thing, but yeah, uh, uh, but uh, the ball of light thing. Story. So, do you, with these balls of light now connecting that to the crop circles, do you think this is some kind of alien? Well, that, I, I could get into. Yeah, I, I let me. Ex- and the Foo have, Fighters, the Foo Fighters, balls of light, right? So the same. Right, balls of balls of light, yeah. and uh, yeah, like the Foo Fighters, I imagine. But I think the Foo Fighters might have been larger, you know. And, uh, uh, that's what I uh, thought too, but <clears throat> who knows? More than likely. Uh, larger than the crop circle uh, bowls of light. I but think. then you have to ask yeah. yourself too, especially like during World War II, you see something there. Can you really judge its distance? Uh, those guys could. I don't know if it's just a ball no. of light because it's not something you would expect to see. And that's hard mm, to judge enough. distance. I'll give you just one example. And this is normal, you know, human perspective. Oh, there's a story by Edgar Allan Poe. I can't remember the name. Maybe you do. There's some guy in his house and he, it's a rainy day, whatever. He looks out the window, he's terrified because on a hill just across the path or whatever, I don't know, 50 meters away, he sees a huge monster that looks like a huge bug. Do you know that story? Yeah, I wish yeah. I remembered the name. Maybe some, some listener will write it. I, I read it many years ago. 
and he's terrified and he looks out again oh my god that thing's walking across that hill it's it's horrific anyway he's all these fantasies going through his mind my my god maybe he's gonna come and destroy my house and get me and eat me then a friend of his comes to visit comes in and he said well how did you get through that monster over there he said what do you mean a monster I said yes it's over there and the friend said what why well, came i didn't notice any monsters said, come on i'll show it to you they go to the window they look out and the friend says oh and he says, well oh look here from this other angle it was a bug caught in a spider web just in on the other side of the window but this guy from his <laughs> angle he looks out and it looks because he was so close it looked huge Right. And it just had me positioned so it looked like it was on the hill across the street or whatever. Right, right. That's uh, okay. An exa having example, trouble but, with perspective there. Yeah. yeah. Now yeah. I say if you, oh no, you, you're taking a nap out in the park on a bench. You open your eyes, and you see a person, a small person, but you, but they're small because they're eighty meters away. Mm -hmm. But now I ask you, suppose it's something you can't recognize as a person or a dog. And there's no nothing to pair it to in position because there's no forest. Because, for example, if you're up in the sky, and especially if it's cloudy, it's all gray. And you see mm. something of a certain size. It's really hard to tell just how big it is because it could be a thousand. It could be a thousand meters away. It could be 500 away. It could be mm -hmm. 10 kilometers away. And you can't really tell because you have no point of reference either from, from the object, what it could possibly be. Or from a from background objects in in comparison, you see what mm -hmm. I mean? Am I getting this across well? Uh, yeah, yeah, I understand. Sure, you know. Uh, I don't know what the Foo Fighters uh, what that was, or whether it's it could be related. It's just strange these balls of light. And then I told well, you some yeah, stories. The Germans, stories. Were, the Germans were also seeing mm -hmm. them as well. So yeah. yes, they were also seeing them. So who was yeah. tuning in to see what's going? Why were they doing this? Were they trying to give a message or were they just on the way to create some more crop circles? <laughs> I, I well, who know. knows, you know, but I'm just saying that, you know, the labels have changed over the years, right? And now we have UAPs, right? So, well, okay. What do you think this is leading to? Because, you know, the military has come out and, <clears throat> and put out videos. This isn't, you know, we didn't do this, but there are these things flying around and maybe these UFOs, UAPs really do exist. Do you think that's in preparation for the project? What's it called? The, yeah, I forgot the name of that. Uh, Blue Beam. Blue Beam. Right? Is that is that the name of it? Yeah. I think so. The fake alien invasion. Well, that's what uh, John uh, D'Souza actually talks about, and he's saying that it, it's gone so far as that uh, as as that perhaps uh, I don't know the name. You just said Blue Beam. Is that the, the name? I of think that it's Project, Project Blue Beam. Yeah. Okay. So prior to that actually happening, uh, airliners are going to come down in flames and they're going to blame it on the ufos and they're going to blame it on the aliens and so on uh thus uh getting more money uh to make super weapons for the uh the various governments uh <laughs> and so on but uh you can bring uh, the cia into that as well yeah because with the project blue beam that was it's a fake alien invasion actually right not right. just saying they destroyed some planes but it's uh, for the listeners out there who haven't heard of this plan. And supposedly this plan they've had since 1950s and 60s. They thought uh, someday we might far. use this because the goal of this plan was to create a one world government in record time. In other words, within one month to negate all the country's constitutions that have one world government. And the truth is, as soon as I heard this, I knew they had such a plan because it, it's brilliant. It would work like a charm. What well, it, it fits into like? your, when you're talking about the uh, vaccinations and so on, it's all part of it, isn't it? Uh, yes, I won't make that direct connection now, but I no, think- I'm saying probably more than likely that's part of it. it, it yeah, the way this would work for the people out there listening that haven't heard of this, it would work like this. You, for example, live in a city. I live near Tokyo. Uh, so do you. Michelangelo's there in New York. Uh, it could be in different right. cities in the world. You get up and- you, you look out the window, you see people looking up at the sky with scared looks on their faces. And then you look up and you see 20 huge alien rounds, you know, saucers hovering there and moving oh, around. Yeah. And then you mm -hmm. see one of them shoots down some kind of a, a beam or some kind of strange weapon and a whole complex of houses just goes up in flames. Right. It's, so many movies have been made. Uh, like yeah, that. like it, just like in movies. Now, what yeah. is it really? According to insiders, right. first of all, most of those crafts are holograms. Mm 
Well, that I heard about. Yeah, holograms. There's one. Holograms. There's one whistleblower. I forget the guy's name. He was in the military for decades, and one time in 1989, I believe it was like late 80s, his uh, superior officer says, "Hey, let me show you something interesting." They go into a big hangar, airplane hangar, and he looks and sees this huge UFO like a gray colored UFO. He says, oh my God, you captured one of them. And the other guy just kind of laughed. He'll say, yeah, look at it. He said, that's amazing. Is it dangerous? And no, you can get closer. Can, can I touch it? Yep, no problem. Go over and touch it, he says. The guy walks over this huge thing. He touches this smooth metal and his hand goes right through it. He says, what right the devil it, is right. that? Hmm. And the hmm. officer above him, the superior officer says, it's a hologram. He said, what? Hmm. And this officer said hologram technology is so much more advanced than any – because back then it was more or less in its infancy, according to what we knew. Right. I mean, okay, infancy was maybe 70s, right? But he said it's so advanced secretly that they can make something that looks totally real until you touch it. And this was over 30 years ago. So the plan now would be you put up in the sky, project these holograms that look totally real, but among them you have something that really is physical, one of these uh, reverse-engineered UFOs made by humans. That, and that's that, what John D'Souza actually says. And that has says. some weapon yeah. in it that shoots exactly. down some yes. kind of yes. like the, the, the advanced weapons that people don't know about yet. The, for example, uh -huh. like the one that destroyed that part of AT&T in Nashville. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In on Christmas yes. morning, twenty twenty, like yeah, that I've space heard, weapon, because uh, evidence that mm. was not a camper that blew up, right? So they shoot something like that down, and suddenly you have a few hundred dead people, and then the whole world freaks out because it's happening in multiple cities, and then some politician comes out and says the only way we could even hope to fight this is if we all join together in one world government. Everybody says. Yes, give us one world government, just like you're saying, yes, give us vaccines. Exactly the same thing. This would work yeah. like a charm. It's a brilliant plan. It's absolutely brilliant because within several weeks, we could have one world government and we could have total dictatorship, total censorship, because you don't want some people saying, hey, maybe this aren't aliens, it's a government project. Oh, you don't want that. And you say, no, we have to band together. It's only one narrative because otherwise... They're going to murder us all these aliens. And then what yeah, you do da is... David, let me, let me just ask you then, what is the end game? The end game right, is so. this. First of all, using some of these advanced weapons, you actually do kill a great part of humanity because there are too many people in the world anyway. That's why we have these vaccines, right? So you kill them <laughs> that way. Meanwhile, right. you have consolidated a world dictatorship. You say, for example... Uh, no physical money anymore, and you have to have a chip implanted in you. So we know, for example, not so we can control you, but not in that evil sense, but so we know you're human, because otherwise these aliens can take on human form, and maybe they're among us then. So no, everybody has to have the chip implanted. So you can enslave the entire world in record time. You can wipe but, but, out but any my, part of humanity you want. And in the end, you, what you do is this. <laughs> the end game would be this. Then they suddenly, you see big flash, for example, you see big flashes in the sky and some of these holograms disappear. And then they announce, the president of the world announces, we have come up with a technology that can just pulverize these spaceships. We have done it, humanity. We have done it. We have, they're not going to murder us anymore. Uh, with only now 2 billion people in the world, they've killed 5 billion, for example, but they're not going to kill anymore. We have protected humanity, but just to be sure, we have to keep the one world government. Perfect yeah. plan. Altogether, it might take a year, but you can have the one world government in a few weeks. And then it's a question of if you want to take that time to murder a lot of people, which they probably would because they want to get rid of a lot of people anyway. And within a year, they have a total world dictatorship, total censorship, and they control us all. It's the most brilliant all right, so you, plan. You're talking it, about the deep state, actually, not, not necessarily American deep state, but a world deep state. Oh, well, state. yeah. The, all the yeah. people that were the, yeah, the new yeah. world order. Believe right. me, those even politicians in America, the ones that are for the new world order are not the ones that want to give up their power. They're the ones that have been promised right. things by the new world order people. Yes, I don't know, Chuck Schumer, whoever they are, you know, uh, <laughs> whoever they are. Uh, you don't want to say, yes, you're, uh, uh, we're going to have new world order and then you can retire. You're not going to say that because you're going to have this position. That's what they do. That's why these people are for the new world order. Mm -hmm. So you make them promises because you need them to play along with it, of course. Right.
Just like uh, the reason why they were paying some pharmacists $25,000 a month to give people COVID vaccines in their pharmacy. Now, why in the world would they pay a pharmacist 25000 If the vaccines are good, why would they pay them anything? The people just come and they charge a $10 fee for the vaccination. Why would they be paying them, the pharma industry, $25,000 a month to vaccinate people? I can tell you why. Because if you pay somebody $25,000 a month, they're not going to ask any questions. They're not going to research it more. They're going to say, oh, why? yeah, I'll give the vaccines. That's why they do it. These people are clever. They're more clever than most people can even imagine. Fortunately, I know human psychology and mass psychology. I can see through their tricks immediately. <laughs> you probably can too. Hmm. The only reason why they would do that or pay hospitals thousands of dollars for every COVID patient and three times that for every COVID death. Why would they do that? So no questions are asked, so no more studies are done, so they keep making money. That's why they do that. It's so obvious. Hmm. And yet that these people in hospitals or pharmacists, if I were a pharmacist, I would say, why are they paying me $25,000 a month vaccine fee? There's something fishy here. And I would research and I would discover the truth. But most people aren't like me in that. They think, oh, $25,000 a month, that's uh, what, $300,000 a year extra. Uh, that's the way pe so many people think. All right, so then but, so the motive is money, money and power, right? That's the way and you control. get the useful idiots on board. They use the mm -hmm. Lenin's term, mm -hmm. right? These people that, that you want to recruit to work for your cause, in the end, you can get rid of them. In the end, you can mm -hmm. kill them, of course. So you, he called them useful idiots. Hitler had his useful idiots like the SA, the storm up tie along the brown shirts, right? They would oh, yeah, he wiped calls, them out. Right? Yeah. It's like the Black Lives Matter of their time. But in the end, when they weren't useful because he had power, and they're they still violent, and that gave people a bad impression of, of Nazis. So he just wiped them. Well, he went in with a gun with a lot of his cronies, SS people mostly, or once it became SS, and then he just, they murdered them, right? Yeah. They were useful idiots. And well, Stalin did the same in his country. Stalin so. did the same thing and much yeah, worse because yeah. he wiped out yeah. most of his higher officer corps. <laughs> his generals, yeah. Yeah, so it was, oh my he God. So then, that up, yeah, so then the war came and he, uh, he had lost all his best people because he had had them murdered because <laughs> a lot of, uh, totally innocent, they were great patriots and he had them all murdered. Yeah, yeah he uh, screwed that up, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so that's what Project Blue Beam is about. It would work like a charm. I know people, I won't mention any names because I know you know some too, that just because of COVID, they were, oh my God, I'm not going to take accept any jobs for six months because I might get COVID and die. Can you imagine how scared they'd be if aliens show up and they start you know, pulverizing thousands of people? Yeah, well, the COVID would be yeah. nothing. They would be out flipping out with fear. Yes, give us the world government immediately. Uh, that's the way we would do it because people are dumb. That's all. I'm sorry. I have to say it, but people are just so dumb. And they don't well, realize uh, how they're being people, manipulated. They yeah, don't realize people, that they don't. Look, uh, David, you were lucky to, uh, and I was lucky uh, to not be brainwashed by the uh, Catholic Church with dogma, right? So we were able to get out of it. Well, for a while a I was as a little kid. I believed the stories too. Uh, Didn't you? When yeah. you were like seven years old or eight years old? No, no, no. I was. I, I never really believed in it because you got you got Jesus up on the cross, you know, in every classroom. Uh, okay, what about your parents? Like, I've had. Is, was your mother? Yeah, really, my parents, really of course. Uh, you know, going to church on Sundays, the usual. Yeah. Because yeah. then um, you were more awake than I was as a kid. Because when I was seven, I believed the yeah. stuff. I mean, gradually, I, you know, started waking I up. I and... just kept thinking, wait a minute. What really uh, got to me was uh, even I went to public school for kindergarten. Then I got in first grade when oh. I was put in, uh, I, I went to yeah. Catholic school from first grade. So yeah. in kindergarten, uh, we used to have uh, air raid drills. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that the Russians were bombing us with nuclear yeah. bombs. Okay. Yeah. Now this, uh, they would put off a, a, a sound, a siren go off and oh yeah remember that yeah. So, yeah remember the siren going off yep, yeah. and then there would be emergency uh, uh signals on the tv and all this other stuff sorry to interrupt this program but we're being bombed by the you know the russians yeah so, yeah when i was in kindergarten each uh kid during those air raid drills had an assignment uh some kids had to you know turn the lights out some kids had to do whatever now my job i had a good one i, I could i could tape the windows Oh, <laughs> now the windows. And yeah, that was pretty, pretty cool. And I'm a five year old kid running around the room taking the windows. So when the blast yeah, comes, because, you're right, taping the, the windows. Glass. Meanwhile, the, the windows implode <laughs> on you and totally destroy your head and face because <laughs> yeah, it's like... wait, wait. Yeah, but now what started to 
germinating my brain under yeah. I, we had to hide under the desks right yeah <laughs> now i remember seeing pre the previous day in my black and white little tiny black and white tv of yeah. all the uh, testing of nuclear bombs you know yeah. <laughs> uh, blowing up ships and taking out you know cities and so on <laughs> i'm going wait a minute now i just taped the window but if if the russians are really going to drop a bomb on us what the yeah. hell am i doing yeah, exactly. Like, well, I did think so. with us, it wasn't crawl under the desk. In our particular school, they had a basement and they would take us down in drills to the basement. Well, then That's more realistic than crawling under the desk. That, yeah, know? crawling under the desk, you know, yeah, that's the, more practical in, in terms of reality. You know? Nonetheless, <laughs> this was not this was not a basement that was like 100 yards beneath the surface. It was just, you know, downstairs. <laughs> it was not. I'll just go downstairs. Yeah, that had some windows at the top of the wall because it was a basement that was only part not totally underground. So, but it's still better than being in the classroom, you know. Yeah, so. but uh, but already I was learning that. Wait a minute, you know. Uh, I already had my own mind, you know. I'm not going to believe what's on the TV or what they're telling us and all that crap. Well, then and you were at a young age or more critical than I was. I woke up more gradually. Yeah, I was than... like, wait a minute, right away with that. And then yeah. I was in first grade in Catholic school, and uh, it was just uh, always, you know, if you have a question, uh, the answer was always, it's dogma. You know, so then what? Well, see, I didn't go to kid. My mother asked me when I was, because I started, let's see, first grade was five. When I was four, she said, oh, you can go to kindergarten this year in September. And I said, oh, right. do I have to? She said, we don't have to. I said, okay, I'm not going. <laughs> that was very plain for me. Right. But yeah, first well, grade, I we... said, do I have to? She said, yes, you have to. I said, oh, okay. So I didn't get right. the, the public school kindergarten uh, more free thinking. I got the Catholicism from the beginning. My mother was very. Oh, very you got Catholic, it from so. you got you got it from the beginning. I right? got See, from I, the I beginning. Guess, yeah. And so but every anyway, morning, what was it? Every morning, you stand up, and first, Hail Mary, full of grace, Lord is with thee. The prayer, and then you turn forty-five degrees to the right, put your hand on your heart to the American right, flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag. Talk about hypnosis when you do right, that every, every day. day. I did that. I did the same. Yeah. Like you. I mean, not that it's yeah. bad because you're forming people for society. I mean, it has its good side to it, of course, but it's powerful hypnosis in any case, and people don't realize that. Yeah, it, well, it's uh, part of it, you know. Yeah, and Pledge of Allegiance, One Nation Under God, they only put that in the early 50s, you know. That wasn't Oh, all... really? Yeah, no, I, I always thought that was always in it. I don't know when that pledge first started. It's older than that. But uh, they only put the Under God in, in the early 50s. Well, you know, it's on the dollar bill, and in God we trust. Yeah, right? and then they took it. Now that people want to take it out, one nation, yeah. da da da. Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, with, speaking of God, to connect here to the aliens, you know what always yeah. fascinated me? If the aliens, when they do make official contact, I don't mean any fake ones. I mean real aliens, right? The real, the real deal, yeah. Yeah, and when we can somehow <laughs> communicate with them, right? Somebody, maybe even the first interview with them, is going to ask the inevitable question: Okay. Take our religious system, Judaism, Islam, Christianity. Is there any real truth in that? Is, For example, did Jesus Christ really die for the sins of mankind? The, you alien being, we know now you're 500,000 years more evolved than we are. You know things we can't even imagine. So is that true? And when the alien says, well, no, the truth is it's only a myth. How are people going to react to that? Well, I don't think the Catholic Church is going to be too happy about that. Uh, well, I think, could the Catholic Church... I think they suspect that already. You know, I, I've heard 20 years ago from somebody who was an Opus Dei, you know, Opus Dei, that religious organization in Spain. And uh, they're, I've heard they're of it, yes. Ultra Catholic. They go to Mass every morning at six o'clock, and they're really super Catholics. They're good people. I, I taught a lot mm -hmm. of them there, and they're good, decent. None of them cheated me in English classes. Mm -hmm. They always paid. <laughs> they're, really, they're good people, I thought, but I didn't share their views on Catholicism. But one of them told me he knew some Jesuit priests that among themselves they, they have talks about does Jesus Christ have to incarnate on their planet too to die for their sins? They have serious conversations about that. Wow. Uh, I don't know what their conclusion was. I don't think they all said, yes, he certainly does. Maybe one said, yes, he must, and the other said, no, I don't think he would do that, but then don't they commit sins, or why would he do that for us? You know, Jesuits can be very good thinkers, even though I despise the present pope, you know, Jesuit pope. But not because he's a Jesuit, but because he is who he is <laughs> and the things. Okay, okay. I won't get into that now. I won't get into that. now. But, <laughs> All right. But okay. I, I, I can some other episode get into that. The fact well, won't get into it now. So, right. uh, yeah. Is there any other bases we should touch here? UFOs, UAPs, 
why they might have changed from UFO to UAP. We said CIA here, but uh, I don't know if that's so accurate. I think I suggested put CIA in the title, but it's really... Well, actually, you could take the C and just replace it with a D. Uh, what would that be? Would it's, it not, be? it's not KFC, for sure, but yeah. the, D, the D is defense. Uh, defense. Oh, okay, defense. It, yeah. it, but, but it's other countries as well. It's like this international deep state. Yeah, that's what I mentioned. It's like a world deep state already forming. Or Which does exist, no it, doubt it, about yeah. that. Or really, no doubt about yeah. that. I mean, that <laughs> even goes back to World War Two. I mean, we are selling oil to the enemy, right? I mean, oh, things like that, and the connections it, between Henry already, Ford and right. the Nazis and stuff like that. Uh, exactly. Powerful stuff, yeah. Yeah, So like uh, that, so... So let me ask you, because it, you yeah. know, I say it again and again, we're in a war now with this international deep state. It's really a war. I see it. It's really good against evil. Do you think we're going to come out winning this war? Or do you oh, think, well, nope, uh, they're going to do Project Blue Beam, we're going to have New World Order, and they're going to kill a lot of us? And... Project Blue Beam reminds me of Project Blue Book. Are you familiar with that? The Air Force... Uh... And with yes, their of investigations course. Of I tell the people yeah. what that is in case somebody didn't hear of it. Well, well, I, I think it was like 19, I forgot, 1960 something anyway, early 60s. Uh, they came out, the Air Force came out with a project uh, called Project Blue Book. And yeah. in that book, uh, they cited uh, various uh, UFO uh, sightings and, and the shapes of UFOs, etc. And claiming that, well, maybe 99.9% is all some natural phenomenon. However... Uh, you know, a very uh, small percentage uh, could very well be UFOs. And that was the project. Uh, uh, yeah, that, I read the Project, project Blue Book. There was a book about yeah, I read it, but, it as a kid, yeah. But you get the yeah. idea from that that, oh, well, okay, 98% can be explained, and 2%, whatever, whatever. they're probably something we can't explain yet, but it wasn't UFOs. That was In the old days, it always used to be Venus. <laughs> Venus. As soon as you see what? the planet. Venus, the planet Venus. Oh, yes. <laughs> it was always some, yeah. blame it on the planet I never, Venus. I, I never saw the planet Venus, but, you know, they used to say Oh, that I'm sorry you did. It's the morning and evening star. No, I know. But just saying that's what they claimed the UFOs were. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you the truth. Though. Sometimes if I go out around, you know, with sunset or whatever, and you look up at Venus, sometimes it's still brilliant. Oh, what is that up there? And I can imagine why some people think, oh, it must be some kind of UFO. I can't imagine... I can't imagine why some people might think that at first, but no, that's just the planet Venus. It's so, it's so <laughs> yeah. ridiculous, you know, yeah. Yeah, of yeah. course, that's not what... You, have or you ever seen a gap. UFO? The, the, getting back to your balls of light, they used to call that swamp gas. Oh, yes, it was swamp gas. that. Uh, swamp gas, that's what I remember. Yeah. Well, Trump said he, he promised to drain the swamp. I wonder what he meant by that, if there's any oh, connection there to drain the swamp, right. get all those gases out of there and... Put them in the public eye. Have <laughs> you ever seen a UFO or UAP? Whatever you I want just to want to talk uh, very quickly. We have time still a little bit. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to talk too much, but uh, too much longer. We've, you know, we've been jumping around. We're almost at However, the hour point, but at the end, I want to yeah, ask yeah. you: Have you ever seen something? Yeah, like... that that's I've, a few times, but the one that oh, uh, okay. stands out is the one sighting I had in uh, 2007, and that would have been August. Uh, 22nd around that time of uh, yeah. 2007 i was living in mito in ibaraki mito yeah. japan yeah and uh, there's a big lake there called simba lake yeah. and uh this there was always this hoax about mars being very close to earth uh, uh occurring a lot of times in, in our history you know but it, actually mars was rather close that particular oh, yeah, yeah. night and I, I saw yeah. an article in the japan times that hey tonight uh mars will be uh, the closest it has been in a while. Mm -hmm. So I was on my way back. It was around midnight, and I was on my way back from a party south of the station, south of Mito Station. And I could, as I'm walking along, you could kind of, uh, you know where Semba Lake is. And I looked up, and I could mm -hmm. see the moon up there. And yeah. the moon was uh, like a crescent moon. And then to the left of that, uh, I saw Mars, and it was a red dot in the sky. And I'd never seen it so bright. And I was kind of happy about that. Yeah. But while I'm looking at the planet Mars uh, shining brightly red, uh, I saw this triangular-shaped uh, shadow kind of a thing coming down rather silently across the lake. Uh, the bottom of it, there were lights uh, on the bottom, amber-colored lights that looked like kind of bowling pins, but they were round and uh, yeah. but set up like a set up like a bowling alley. Uh, 
you know, okay, you from your standpoint, how big did it look? Uh, rather large. Uh, I can't say exactly how. Yeah, because it's something unusual. You can't tell. But would you say, for example, yeah, but, but what, what five happened meters, is, you know, fifty I've, meters, five hundred meters? You know, at, at I froze. I froze in my tracks, and I'm thinking, okay, now this thing. Um, yeah. I could see that uh, against the the sky was, uh, of course, it's night, so you got some light from the moon, a little bit. You know, it's a little bit of extraneous light yeah. and so on, but I could see the shadow of the tri the triangle. It was triangular shaped UFO. Now I've been, been into UFOs. Was this high up in the sky or hovering just? No, it was high at the beginning, but now it's coming in real. Low. When it was high, you it's... couldn't then see stars behind it because right. it was there, right? Right. It, it was probably already uh, over the lake, uh, not too uh, not too high up. Or, uh, I'm assuming because I could see the the moon and the uh, and and the planet. So then this thing is coming silently towards me and I'm looking around for somebody on the street, but there's yeah. nobody there. Yeah. Uh, like I said, it's around midnight. Now That's what gets of, scary getting... when these strange things start coming towards you. <laughs> well, it's coming towards me. And now, now it, it's coming down to, okay, this is obviously a UFO going through my head uh, uh -huh. and it's reality. And I could see it clearly. And, and the amber lights, well, as I said, set up kind of like bowling pins. Uh, it, it, the shape was, you know, uh, the configuration was like bowling pins when you go to bowling alleys. So it's one and then two and then three and then four, I think at the back, uh, uh, amber, amber colored lights. And then I, it kind of stopped a little bit. It was hovering a little bit. Mm, I can't tell you exactly how high above my head. Yeah. And then I looked up and I, I challenged it. And I just said stupidly, or, or I guess, cause I'm from New York or whatever. I just said, show me what you got. I, I, I challenged uh -oh. it. <laughs> And, uh, and it did. Uh, and it, it, what, what happened was the lights just came, came out of the, the, off the bottom of the thing and started to dance around in the sky, like and put on a, a fireworks display oh my over God. my head. <laughs> now, this is, a tr this, is, this is completely true. Uh, oh, I know you. Uh, let me tell you, this people, is Victor's not the type to make stuff this like is, this up. He's, he's not, really not. This is not at all uh, my adjectives. It, I don't have enough adjectives to describe it really, how, how fantastic this thing it was. And they danced around in the sky. Then they regrouped, went back to, under the uh, triangle. Yeah. And then the triangle just took off at a speed that I could not, it Damn. just in an instant, it was Well, let gone. me tell you, Victor. Gone. Okay, my brother's... that is my experience. Yeah, okay, uh, it, it, I was thinking, well, because my brother, Steve, yeah. uh, yes. this, maybe, I don't know, 15, 20 years, I don't remember what it was. He was with his family. And they went to the beach. So they're walking towards the boardwalk. When they get close, it was evening, dark. May all know. Yes. After dark. And they notice a group of guys looked like they were drunk, looking up at the sky over the ocean, saying, oh, wow, etc. And so they get closer and they look up. My brother said it was a you know, clear night. You can see the stars, except for one big triangular area. <laughs> there you go. But this had, this wasn't amber lights. It was, I, I believe what he said in each corner of the triangle there was a red light okay and i said well steve how do you know it wasn't just three red lights when he planes he said no no I said you don't understand where the triangle was you couldn't see the stars behind it it was blocking out the stars that's why it i blocked out question. the stars yeah and yeah. he said from it looked to him like this could have been uh, a half a mile big you know each side or bigger because of the area of the sky that it was blocking out and he said it right. was over the ocean so it wasn't like you're looking towards a city and it might be a skyscraper that you don't see, you know, you don't see it because of some clouds, but you see the lights. said so it wasn't that because it was over the ocean, out beyond the right. beach, over the ocean, covering up all these stars. And the drums say, wow, what's that? And, he, you know, of course, all his family, wow, what's that thing? And that sounds oddly similar. He should have thought, okay, show us what you've got. <laughs> well, the re yeah, up. I had to <laughs> confirm uh, that it was intelligently controlled. And they could either read. Well, my it's mind not only or... yeah, intelligently yeah. controlled is one thing, but that they can read your mind. Right. Is, uh... that, that's my point. And once yeah. that happened, then obviously I knew uh, at that moment that what I saw was controlled by an, uh, aliens. It, it was not. It was not a drone. It was not reverse engineered technology. It was the real yeah. deal. So there you go. That's uh, that's amazing. Unfortunately, I've never seen one. My wife has on two occasions, once as a child here in Japan, maybe 10, right. I don't know, 12, 10, I don't know how old she was, 
but she goes out, she's standing on the balcony, and suddenly a fleet of round objects like that fly over the house. In a way, she right. goes to get her parents for the time parents came, they were gone. And a second time, right. many years later, we were living in Granada, Spain, and she was out running at night. Unfortunately, that night I said, oh, I'm not going to go now. <laughs> but she's running in some course near university. We run back and forth, I don't know, 500 meters, wherever it is. And she noticed people were looking up and some were trying to take pictures. And it w had been like a spot of light that got bigger and bigger. And then suddenly it stopped and shot off backwards at an angle really fast, like no plane could or a helicopter could do. And it was in the paper the next day. I told this to a friend. He said, oh, yeah, he saw an article in the paper that many people observed this. So on right. two and occasions, he got to see a UFO and I missed it. <laughs> well, look, I tell you what, David, go out tonight. And uh, look up, maybe tonight. Maybe tonight's uh, your night. Yeah, that's like these people that go out in these groups and they meet. Uh, let's go out this weekend. And look for, uh, I could be out there until I die of old age at the age of 2006, and I still wouldn't see one. <laughs> and then the day when yeah. I think this is useless, yeah. I'm not going to do this anymore, I come back and then say, oh, did you see the UFO last night? Oh, damn, I didn't go for the first time in the 50 years. <laughs> I'm well, not it's kind of like uh, when you, if you know, I don't know if you've seen ghosts. I have, but it, it, that that too. That uh, you know, Victor, well. that could give a subject yeah. for next time because I actually had. Okay, I won't say what I had. I, I had several experiences. Okay, so, uh, people, that the next we could time talk about that's. It's not exactly yeah. conspiracy because with you, I talk about more conspiracies, but the ghost thing. Right. Let's talk about that the next time. Well, that could even be a hologram, right? Uh, let's talk about ghosts the next time. From UFOs, All right, that's to the ghosts. next thing. I like that. Let's do it. So, it, so it I, okay. some, let's find the conspiracy behind that one. Yeah, yeah I don't think phenomenon. I yeah. don't think we're gonna find a conspiracy there, but we'll give it our darndest, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean we don't know. But I, mean, I don't care. Know. Some things aren't conspiracies; they're just weird. And let's go down that path. Then I think that's worth doing because we both Sounds had experience is, along those lines, and we just tell people objectively what experience was, and they can decide for themselves, right? Okay. Yeah, so, sounds good, David. Because that's what people <laughs> should do. They should look at the evidence, listen to people who seem trustworthy, use sound reasoning, clear thinking, because that's what we do. We who are on the path of Socrates. Thank you so much, Victor, and thank you, people, for listening. Thank you very much, David. Have a good one. You too. Bye now.